Hi there, and thanks for joining us. This week, we are on location in Cork's shiniest new car showroom. It's part of the Johnson & Parrott Group, but brings a whole new standard to an industry that's undergoing dramatic change. I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. The car showroom in question is out on the Bandon Road roundabout and it is a fantastic new facility for Johnson & Parrott and Mark Whitaker of Johnson & Parrott is with me now. Mark, how are you? Very well, thank you. This is a spectacular building uh, and I, I'm not joking when I say it is literally state-of-the-art in terms of everything. It does have everything, and it is based on the Arch Concept uh, building, which J- Jaguar Land Rover are rolling out throughout the world. Um, and basically, we were mandated to do something in Cork, which has been replicated all over the world, in the UK, here in Ireland, in a number of different locations, uh, and throughout Europe. Uh, and it was really to bring a luxury buying experience to the whole business of buying a luxury car. They are two premium brands, so you've got Land Rover, uh, Range Rover as well, and Jaguar. The kind of cars that probably would have suffered a lot during the bad times, are you selling more now that there's a little bit more money back? Yeah, there was considerable new interest in all of the products that we're selling under Jaguar and Land Rover brand names um, as we came out of the recession in 2013. Motor industry was quite fortunate. We were early out, uh, there's no doubt. And we've had some tremendous years from 13 through to, through, through, through to recent times. Um, a lot of catch-up. A lot of people were driving cars that were well overdue uh, uh, replacing. So we had the opportunity to, to put people into new product re- pretty much across the board. Uh, the other thing that has been a major explosion has been the interest in SUVs. So you see Jaguar now, which was always you know, known for a saloon car, a four-door saloon car, now producing SUVs in terms of the E-Pace and the F-Pace, and now the I-Pace, which is their first all-electric SUV. Look, I said car showroom at the start, but there's actually very few cars downstairs, and, and that reflects that kind of evolution that you're talking about. What is it about the car buyer that has moved away from the idea that you have a three or or a four door uh, or a five door and instead you have to have something bigger? Well, certainly I think the ease of movement in and out of the car has been a a big gain with the SUV and also the upright seating position. People want to be up a little bit higher uh, and have better visibility out of the car. It's fashionable. It's what people are currently looking for. It reflects modern lifestyle. So... Is there any coming back from it? Uh, are we ever going to see the resurgence of the car? Are we all always going to have these SUVs from now on? I've absolutely no doubt it will go in full circle from time to time. Um, if you look at the uh, some of the ranges in in, 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 in in various makes, such as our Opel Astra, it goes from four-door being the popular one, to five-door, back to four-door, back to five-door. And over the years, you, you see consi- continuous cycle between the different uh, uh, types of models that, that, that can be produced. However, there's no doubt that for family living, the SUV is a fantastic option, and it's something that will be a much bigger part of the overall mix for a long time to come. One of your sales team was showing me downstairs the new Jaguar, the all-electric Jaguar, um, which is the way that most cars are going to go over the next few years, but it's the first one that's on site here is there going to be much of a demand or an increased demand do you think from now on for electric cars 
I have absolutely no doubt we're going to see an enormous change and disruption in the motor business over the next 10 years. How it's going to happen, what it's going to look like, I'm not certain of. But there's no doubt that there is a significant pressure now to move away from uh, all diesel, all petrol, and into hybrids particularly, and eventually into all electric cars. However, there will be a lot of issues that need to be resolved. Um, The power that it requires to recharge an all-electric car is quite considerable. We've just installed our first all-electric car charger here in the workshop. Um, And, you know, if I take all of the electric charging requirements that Jaguar Land Rover believe we're going to need in the future, it will double the amount of power used in this building. So we're talking about considerable amounts of power. Um, Hybrid, obviously, is in a better state of development, both with diesel and petrol uh, engines uh, kicking in to assist. Um, So there is absolutely no doubt that there is a revolution going on in powertrains. It is going to happen. You also have the issue, obviously, of semi-autonomous and autonomous driving. So huge disruption coming in the motor industry. What we're trying to do in Johnston Paris is make sure that we're as well prepared as we can for the change that's coming. And you're well placed to do that because you've been around a long time. You've seen how the industry has evolved because you've been through the recessions, you've been through the technological advances, you've done it before. I mean, how long has the company been on the go? The company was originally founded in 1810 as a carriage manufacturer. So we do go all the way back. You go back, literally back to the horse-drawn carriage. Yeah, and I'm, I met a member of the Peugeot family, and their, their origins, origins were originally in horse-drawn carriages as well. So we, we, we shared that fact. And the company sold its first uh, motor car in 1903. So we've been there all the way through the development of transport from, from pretty much uh, the, the horse and cart all the way through to the modern uh, motor machines that we have today. And what has that experience taught you? I mean, you are successful for a reason. You are a multi-brand sales operation as well as all your other um, uh, businesses on the go, including Fleet and so on. What has that experience taught you about how this industry can change quickly? Well, there is no doubt that change is something that family companies can can struggle to deal with, and we are a family-owned company. Um, We were fortunate through in that families were small, so the shares in the family didn't didn't get totally distributed and we've been fortunate to survive the length of time we have in family ownership which is about 160 years at this point Um, I think during my time uh, what we've seen is enormous disruption, enormous change we've had the impact of the internet and the way that has changed the way in which both new and used cars are sold so I think for us we've always been quite cautious in our management We tend to retain a very significant portion of the profitability of the company within the company. We invest in good people. We try and build a a family team atmosphere in in our company. And we're very, very fortunate to have a team of people who give so much to us as a company and so much, uh, uh, devote so much of their time to providing goods good service to our customers. And you've been rewarded with that, of course. You are recipient in a previous year of the Cork Company of the Year Awards. So things like that show you must be doing something right, retaining the staff that you do show you're doing something right. And the fact that we're in the newest showroom with another one being built next door shows again there's a lot more. What is the future for Johnson & Perrett? The future for Johnson & Perrett um, is, I think, to be very clear on strategy. And we now are present in a very major way in three three parts of the industry in Ireland. 
We're present here in motor dealerships in Cork City and County. We have a fleet management company uh, which is managing about 2,000 units, all of which are owned by us. Uh, in Dublin, based in Tala. We have a team up there. And we've recently bought a company, National Truck Rental, in Ballycoolan in Dublin, which is a leader in the long-term and short-term rental of trucks. So what we're trying to do is develop uh, a, a set of businesses that really cover all aspects of motoring. In, and there's no doubt that one of the things being talked about for the future is transport as a service. And what we would love is to have as many tools in the toolbox, as it were, to address that need. We're not sure what it looks like yet, but hopefully all of the decisions we're making uh, increases our ability or improves our ability to deal with those challenges as they come along. Ownership is the big thing. I mean, you sell cars because people want to buy them. But if there's a major shift, if it's all electric, or if maybe there is a movement away from ownership to shared use or something like that, is the industry ready for that? Are you ready for that if that was to happen? We've been active in both personal finance and in corporate finance and the renting of vehicles, the leasing of vehicles for many, many years. Uh, so the concept certainly of, of sharing of ownership and all of that is something which we feel that we can manage as it happens. Um, I think for us, for me, for the future, one of the key things is that our, our world is so totally associated with the various manufacturers that we're associated with, eight as it is today, and the decisions which they make about their fuel options, about their ownership options, all of that will have a direct impact on our future. So we hope each day that they make the good decisions as well as ourselves. Uh, the other things that are outside of your control, uh, Brexit caused an unusual quirk in the industry where a lot of cars are being brought in from Britain as opposed to being brought from dealership here. Fraught and all that is uh, with danger. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Brexit yet. Um, are you worried about that kind of thing? Because, you know, you've significantly invested here. There is exposure within the sector. Are you ready for it? I think uh, in terms of the used car importation issue, we are as exposed today to it as we're ever going to be. So the industry is dealing with that. Um, and I suppose we would prefer in some ways that there was less cars imported from the UK, but we're wide open to that. In fact, some types of Brexit might even suggest that UK imports would stop. I think the other thing that people wouldn't talk as much about is the fact that, for instance, all of our spare parts and that those delivered to other main dealerships, the vast majority of them are coming from the UK each day. We have car production in the UK for Honda, for Opel, for Jaguar and for Land Rover. So there is many other issues that can impact on, our, on, our, on the supply of product to us, which is a risk. Um, the stakes are very high and we're getting very close and I wish there was more certainty. Well, the one thing is certain that you'll get into your car and you'll go for a drive. Are you a motorhead? Do you love your cars? Given the industry that you've been involved in, are you, are you somebody who loves getting behind the wheel? Um, I do. I enjoy getting behind the wheel and I, and, and I love the cars that I drive. Uh, I don't get to drive them all, unfortunately. Um, but uh, no, I do enjoy it. Now, I suppose 
the realities for us were around cars all of the time. Um, and you certainly would want to love the business to be in the business. So, so in other words, a new model, like a busman's holiday for you a little bit, is it? It is, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I still haven't managed to get a drive off the I-Pace, but hopefully that will come very quickly. Well, if you can't get a drive off, <laughs> and I don't know what hope there is for anybody else, I suppose the option is to buy it. Uh, Mark Whittaker, it's been an absolute pleasure. We wish you and all the team here at Johnson & Parrott on the Bandon Road Roundout the best look, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. So now we're out on the sales floor and Dan O'Neill is the brand manager. Is that the correct that's, title? That's right, Jonathan, yeah. Yep, and you brand manager for Land Rover or you brand manager for Jaguar? Uh, for both, for both. So Jaguar and Land Rover together, so covering the, the, whole, the whole model. How long have you been doing this? Because this industry has changed an awful lot in the last few years. Are you one of the new recruits of car salespeople? No, t- thankfully here for a while. So uh, heading for 13 years now with the brand JLR and as you said, yeah, a lot of change. We've actually coincidentally just taken in our first Jaguar I-Pace today which is the full electric EV yeah, Mark car. was telling us all about it he can't yeah, wait to bring so it for a drive you won't let him have it yet uh, no not, not yet I'll be the first to go out on it um, yeah no but it's 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 I suppose the start of a new generation now as well we've had hybrid with a while and I suppose the IPA is now the first of the all-electric um, and obviously a, 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 a the start of, of, of things, to, things to come. You know? Dan, car salespeople have a weird rap in this country. We tend to blame me for a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you have a job to do, which is to sell the car yeah. uh, and to, get, to give the best value that you possibly can. Yeah. Is it hard sometimes, given that people come in thinking that everyone is out to get them? Um, not not so much so. Thankfully, I, I suppose it goes with the brand as well. And, and thankfully, with Johnson and Parrot, we're able to give a good service to people. I think if anyone's ever in trouble down the line, we should hopefully be able to look after them well. It's a good a good company to work for in that sense. The brand as well has very strong loyalty. So a lot of the people that are coming in, you have a relationship there with them. You're not breaking down barriers at the start. You know, people know us, trust us. Uh, please God and and. As I say, you're dealing with existing uh, relationships. You're always going to have new people coming into the brand, but um, large and all, we, we know most people coming in the door. And it's, um, you know, thankfully, as I say, there's trust there and a good relationship already. Um, what is it like at the moment? You've obviously, we were talking about how British imports are hitting the second-hand trade. Yeah. Uh, we're already looking now towards the 191 regis. Yeah. What's the market like? Uh, for us very very good for a a number of reasons Um, one I think just the general SUV that is the way things are going Um, saloon cars a little bit quieter um, and and I think all brands would say the same we're we're, we're very lucky in that we have a a large selection of SUVs obviously taking Jaguar and Land Rover together we've got pretty much every size and shape um, covered so a good selection of SUVs and that is definitely the way the trend is going Uh, with regard to the UK there as you mentioned it's for sure it's a big threat for a lot of manufacturers uh, in the country but um, Jaguar and Land Rover don't really make that much sense to bring in from the UK like certainly for, for Land Rover we have little stock we're always well, turning it over uh, very quickly which is great but we'd like to have more stock outside we've looked at the UK ourselves and they don't pay to come in we just have to deal naturally with them and wait for the trainings to come in I mean, is it an exciting time when, like, this time of year where you're looking towards the 191s you're still trying to sell the 182s yeah. obviously but already, have you got people sniffing around at this stage in October going I, I want to change my car definitely uh, I suppose the, the more organised let's say will have be out and, and, and in a lot of cases have their business done already and um, that would ensure you have 
let's say your own spec your own custom made vehicle sitting here in December ready to ready to go for a January collection um, still plenty of time you can still order away a new car and have it here in advance of January but um, a lot of people have already started the process so we're, we're very busy now with the build up to January yes still handing over new cars and obviously the used car trade will, 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 will keep us going then up to up to January as well so busy busy in general busy all around I, I'll ask you the same question I'm asking everyone here today are you a petrol head do you love your cars yes yeah absolutely and that's what gets you through um, the tougher days <laughs> having a love of the brand and uh, the motor industry in general yes but more importantly the brand so what are you driving at the moment um, the Thankfully, the perk of the job, I get to drive the F-Pace, um, would be the, the daily run home, which would um, two young kids and so on space and all that's important to me as well. Um, so it, it ticks all the boxes there. But even just been, you know, have, driving different things as well, like the I-Pace there. Now I'll be keen to get behind uh, the wheel of that for a night or two. And, um, you know, the, obviously the, the Evoke, Discovery Sport, XEs, XFs, there's a choice here. And for a petrol head, um, that's, uh, that's, it's, it's, it's like a drug to be driving. Are, what, are, are, are we going to have to call you electric heads from now on as well? Because if they all go electric, then you can't yet. be a petrol head. Yet. Yet. I think it'll, be, it'll, it'll take a while. Um, it's good to have EV offerings here, but um, it'll be slow and steady. We're going to be selling diesels and, and obviously petrols for quite a while longer. But, um, uh, but it's good to have DV offering there anyway for people. So. Dan O'Neill, uh, brand manager here at Johnson & Power. Thanks for joining us Thanks on Red so Business. Much. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Red Business. All that's best about business in court. So now we're at the back of the building in a very high-tech looking garage and Adrian O'Regan is the after-sales manager. That's the title, isn't it? That's correct. That's right, yeah. Very impressive looking part because you think of the bit, the dirty bit of the car trade, which is, you know, cars up on hoist and bits being taken off and oil being drained. There isn't an oil splash to be found on the floor here. Is that because it's new? Yeah, yeah, partly. But I suppose, um, you know, there still is a dirty side of it, but um, we, we... we pay, I suppose, particular um, detail to um, keeping the place clean, especially when it is so new. Um, yeah, we still have to change oil in the cars, we still have to change the brakes in the cars, but um, yeah, we just take pride in it at the moment, especially um, with the new building. We've got um, everybody's really keen to keep the place clean, also, and you know, it's um, it's really exciting opportunity for us, also. Cars up on hoist are not unusual; it's somewhere like this. But yeah. explain to the listeners how it's completely changed. For, like that Land Rover in front of us there, that'll actually come in too, will it? Um, yes, they can do. We'll say you can remove the body from, from them also, you know. Um, but I suppose uh, Land Rover are kind of getting away from that side of it now, and you're looking now, which are kind of electric vehicles, is kind of the new technology um, where the battery is um, where the fuel tank used to be, and it takes up most of the underside of the vehicle. So um, there's a big change coming, we'll say, in, in the way that things were traditionally done to where they'll be done in the future, you know. And we were talking to Mark about that earlier on, how it's, there's a constant evolution of, yeah. of, of how cars work and how they're fueled and how they move. Yeah. Is that changing the after-sales side of it as well? Because they still have to be serviced, but there are fewer moving parts with batteries, I'm presuming. Yeah, fewer moving parts, I, I suppose. I suppose the big side of it for us, for the technicians in that, would be um, health and safety, especially when you're dealing with high voltages. You know, everybody has to be trained to a really high level. Um, for us, I suppose, from from management side of things, we have to cater that into our, our 
um, you know, uh, there's more training involved for electric It's, it's not a 9-volt battery like you'd have where you put your tongue in it and gives you a shock. I mean, presumably this could actually hurt people if it wasn't done properly. Oh, massive, yeah. There's, there's massive procedures, we'll say, in powering down a car before you can actually um, work on it. So we'll say our, our, our master technician here, Marius, he is the highest qualified that you can be in um, Jaguar Land Rover. He actually won... Um, top dealer um, or top technician of the year two years in a row now for um, Jaguar and he's going over in two weeks time to represent Ireland in the world championships so, um, so we're, we're lucky enough that we have the technician we've got a guy here Dan he's with us um, 26 years he's, um, he's working on the product so um, another two guys there with us 12 years each um, so we've got we've got you know, a vast amount of knowledge on the product itself which really helps Customers always give out about service because service costs money but they're necessary and it's about the standard of service and I know you guys here are particularly proud of the fact that no car goes out of here A looking dirty or B with anything wrong with it yeah well look I suppose it's, it's, it's the same you, you kind of have to um, you know live up to the customer's expectations really you know and um, I did the brands that we're working with the Jaguar Land Rover you know I suppose we can get a, a very customers in this sense where some people may do a lot of city driving and you might get the, the people in the Defenders who'll do a lot of be out up the mountains you know so maybe we'll, we'll, do we'll, you we'll still get the vehicles coming in caked in mud and, and water everywhere you'll get a few you'll get a few you'll get a few alright yeah, but you know it's, I suppose it, it's, it's a joy to work on those too the guys will say because you get a good variation of diff- different types of work, you know. So it's um, ah, it's, it's good. It's a great product to work on. Uh, just to finish up, two things. Are you a petrol head? Do you love your cars? Oh, I do, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What I are know. you driving? Well, I'm driving XE at the moment, um, an R-Sport XE. Uh, yeah, so it's a fabulous car, 190 brake. Um, beautiful. I, I suppose my favourite part to it would be um, the suspension. It's, it's, it's their beautiful car to drive, the R-Sport. Um, they handle fantastic just, just a beautiful car to drive yeah. okay that's one thing and is that Red FM in the background by the way we need to clarify that oh it, it is yeah, yeah. definitely oh, 100% yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adrian O'Regan thank you for joining us Anwar, thanks a million cheers my thanks to Mark Whitaker and all the team at Johnson & Parrott the new showroom is open on the Bandon Road just off the Bandon Road roundabout Leah Hennessy was the producer don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and we'll catch you on the next one Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast.